Good morning and welcome. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Psalm 98. And I've titled this morning's message as Sing to the Lord. But let's read the psalm first. Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for me. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. Shall we pray? Our Father, as we come to you this morning, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather around your word. And we just ask that through our time together, you might bless us through what you have to say to us this morning. For we ask it. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I, I know it's still winter, but we've had some really sunny mornings lately. And it's reminding us that spring is on its way. You know, when the sun shines, we look up, we see the clear blue sky, and we take notice of the things around us. And it makes us feel good. And these are things that have led people to write poems, sing songs, and compose music. Wordsworth wrote all about the golden daffodils and in that poem he speaks of the beauty of the stars and the, and the movement of the sea and the, the waves. Beethoven wrote his pastoral symphony which celebrates all the beautiful things around us and the different seasons and Cliff Richard even sang about a summer holiday. In other words, we take note of the world that we live in but do we see in it the wonder of God's creation. This is what the psalmist did when he wrote this Psalm 98. You know, on a clear day from the top of Snowden, you can have a view that will literally take your breath away. But sometimes it's cloudy, so cloudy that you can't see your hand in front of your face. But here's the thing. None of what you have seen on the clear day has gone away. It's still there. It's just that you can't see it. The view is obscured by the clouds. Let's think about this. And This morning, don't let the clouds that come into your life obscure you from the view of the wonder of who Jesus is. You know, another way to miss the view is to ignore it. It could be a clear day. But you're more interested in a cup of hot tea in the summer cafe than the view. But the view is still there for you to look at. It hasn't gone away. But maybe you're so distracted by the lights and the warm glow of the cafe. And after all, you deserve a nice sit down and a cup of Yorkshire tea. But that distraction takes you away from seeing the grandeur of the Welsh countryside in all its beauty from the top of Mount Snowdon. Things don't just 
go away because we can't see them. They don't just go away because we choose to ignore them. They don't just go away because we are distracted from them. Or in some cases, we deny that they are there at all. And the psalmist was led here to write this song. Why? Because he accepts and enjoys the fact that God is real. Not only that, but he wants the God who is real, the God who he knows. He wants others to know him too. He wants us to know the Lord so that they can rejoice with him as he rejoices. So let's come to this Psalm 98. Look at the first three verses. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made this salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He's remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. See, the psalmist starts by reminding his listeners about what God has done for his nation, Israel. Things that he sees as being marvellous. Things that he wants us to see. And he wants us to stand back in amazement as we consider them. He wants us to consider the things that he is showing us through his words. See, he sings about the Lord, the Lord who is a saviour, the Lord who is a deliverer, and the Lord who is a rescuer. He's singing about God. God who brought Israel out of slavery, then led them through the wilderness and into the promised land. This is part of his nation's history. In fact, this psalm was probably written after the Lord had freed his nation from the captivity in Babylon. But just as the psalmist knew all about the history of his nation, so did those who first heard this song. And we can read about it so that we can know about it. We read it in our Bibles. And what we read is part of our being able to celebrate in our day as the psalmist celebrated in his day. In fact, the very reason for the Lord to preserve and protect this psalm is so that we can enjoy it. You see, the Lord loved them. He continued to love them, even when they ignored him. But he was still there. And when they were distracted by the attraction of idol worship, and turned away from the Lord, even through their unfaithfulness, the Lord was faithful to his promise he remained faithful to them he was still there when they turned their backs on him so the psalmist is singing about his lord his lord the one who forgives his lord the one who rescues the one who saves and the one who delivers and the psalmist wants the other nations to know of the love and the faithfulness of god and they've seen this worked out in the people of Israel. And they want, the psalmist wants them to know that he is not there just for Israel. He's there for them. 
And the psalmist wants you and me to know that the love and faithfulness of God is there for us. So let's move on in this psalm. Move to verse 4 and 5. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing. Look, can you, you, you feel the energy in this song? Can you hear the joyful sound? And more importantly, do you have the desire to sing along with him as he sings to the Lord? He wants all the air to celebrate. And how do we do that? Well, he wants us to shout to the Lord and to shout in joyful songs and to do it with music and song. So we come to verse 6 and we read on with trumpets and blast of ram's horns. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. This is the one who we've already mentioned is the rescuer, the saviour and the deliverer. But he's also the king, the king of glory. You know, whether we choose to ignore him or refuse to acknowledge him, it will not change the, change the fact of who the Lord is. And it won't change the truth of the fact that the Lord is near. So we come to verse 7 and 8. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. You see, the Lord, the King of glory, he is the God of creation. And creation reveals to us his power and his majesty. You know, this psalm is all about worship, true worship. Worship to the one the one who is the saviour, but also the one who is the judge. Let's come to verse 9 of this psalm. And verse 9 says, Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equality. Let's just think about this for a moment. Why do we need a judge? Well, the answer is obvious, really. We need a judge to bring justice to an unjust society. We need it here in our country. We have thousands of judges in the UK who are working in order to bring justice to our nation. We need Someone to right the wrongs and to bring justice to an unjust world. A world in which we are all guilty before a holy God. You know, we can go to Romans chapter 3, verse 23, a verse that we're, I'm sure, very familiar with. A verse that says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Who will be a judge? Who will judge the unrepentant sinner? And how will he do it? Well, you know, the Lord is the only judge we need. And he will judge the world in righteousness 
and the people with equality. That's what the psalmist is telling us. And if we carry on for the next verse in Romans chapter 3, verse 24, we read this, All are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. It's those who come to God through the power of what Jesus did when he died on the cross and when he rose again the third day. And it's by the grace of God and by the work that Jesus did on the cross that we can be justified. You see, Jesus is our saviour, our deliverer and our rescuer. He's the one who will save us from the wrath of God. He's the one who will deliver us from the power of sin. He is the one who will rescue us from the hold that sin has on us. He is Jesus. I'm going to finish this morning with really um, another well-known verse, just a few verses from John chapter 3, verse 16 through to 18. And verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Can we look at this? And can we see Jesus as our rescuer? Can you see Jesus as your rescuer? Verse 17, For God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Can you see in these words, Jesus, your Saviour? Verse 18, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Can you see Jesus as your Deliverer? Look beyond the clouds to hide things that have never gone away and have always been there. And can you look beyond the distractions that will turn you away from things that you need to see? I'll leave you with these thoughts this morning. Have your eyes been opened and will you turn your eyes upon Jesus you know there's a great hymn with those words turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and also the words of another hymn that says open my eyes that I may see let me just read this psalm again as you think about these things this morning. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he's done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. 
Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into brilliant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and with the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. And he will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the words of this psalm that were written so long ago and yet brought so much joy to the hearts of those who were able to sing it for the first time because they knew the God that the psalmist is singing about, the one who has saved them and delivered them. And our Father, we can sing this song with the psalmist if we know you as our Saviour. And we can know the joy that only you can give, even in this troubled world when there's so much pain and sorrow. So, our Father, we just ask your blessing upon us this morning that we might see beyond the clouds, that we might not be distracted by the things of life, but that we will see the beautiful face of our Saviour, Jesus. And we can see something of him in this psalm this morning as we ask these things in his precious name. Amen.